I'm your host, David Nage. This is Baselayer, where institutional investors come to learn about crypto. The views, information, or opinions expressed during the Baselayer podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of ARCA, where David Nage is a principal. ARCA is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast series available for listening. The primary purpose of this podcast series is to educate and inform. The podcast series does not constitute financial advice or other professional advice or services. Please do your own research. This is David. This is your new episode of Baselayer. One really, really looking forward to Ignite Tournaments. I have Crystal Yang, the CEO and co-founder with me today. Why I'm excited about this. This is a new portfolio company in our new venture fund endeavor. Crystal, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Crystal hails from an esports event management space background where she uh, was working as a CEO of SE Gaming, uh, focused on esports event management consulting. Lots of experience there. Uh, has also been, I believe, one of the most top-rated Final Fantasy players in the entire world. I'm going to have you explain that because I don't think we've had anybody on the show that can tout that. And that is actually quite important to the role of what you're doing there at Ignite Tournaments and everything that why are you doing there. But again, before we go into what Ignite Tournaments is and all the things that you're doing there and why we're so excited about this, um, we really like to focus in on the founder and what they did prior to this. And again, as I alluded to, I gave a little bit of a background there, but really kind of through the years, what has inspired you to get to this point today where you are now building Ignite Tournaments? Yeah, so my journey into gaming and Ignite Tournaments is certainly not traditional. I usually like to say that I arrived here by complete accident. And whenever I say this, people usually look at me a little funny and they're like, wait, what are you talking about? How even? And um, well, let me explain. So I went to school um, at Baruch College. That's where I did my undergrad um, and uh, had a degree in literature, actually. And um, I went on to a PhD program at Brown University. And um, at the time, I was actually teaching Asian American like literature and studies um, to students at Brown. And this was back in 2012. And I, I recall this is when um, Gundam Style first hit it really big, um, you know, and K-pop was sort of just starting to pop. And um, I was, I kind of had this like grand epiphany, like, wait, instead of like just teaching and talking about like the lack of Asian American representation in the arts, I could actually go do something about it. So like many intrepid entrepreneurs, I dropped out of my, um, my PhD program to start a company. And this company was an events production and management and marketing company, which pretty much brought like the biggest K-pop stars at the time from South Korea to tour across North America. So we worked with artists um, such as like Epic High, um, AOMG, CL, uh, just to name a few, um, you know, all of whom were kind of like legendary artists. Um, and this was from 2014 through 2016, where I was, um, you know, the COO was running um, SIBA Group. And I'm not sure if you're aware, David, but going on tour is very bad for your health. <laughs> I am familiar with that, yes. Yeah, I mean, essentially, we're talking like 
anywhere from um, 17 hours a day working um, to 20 hours a day even, very little sleep, you're in a new city every day, um, and it's, it's exhausting. And after three years, like just grinding in the music industry, I more or less wrecked my health. And I was like, okay, um, maybe it is time for a break. And it's kind of funny too, because like right before I took this break, um, we were actually negotiating a tour. We were actually looking at BTS <laughs> at the time. So it's just, they were still with like um, their former uh, company. At it's the a time. Small, small little band. Yeah. Well, a little band called BTS. Yeah. And I, this was like back when their, their guarantee was only like $100,000 a show. Now it's like well over a million, kind of, kind of insane. Um, but it was right around that time when I kind of had this like realization that I had like completely burned out and I needed to take a sabbatical. So, you know, I put my health first and I took a year off. And it was during that year that I started to play this uh, game on my phone called Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire. And it's like this uh, mobile strategy war game with a Final Fantasy skin on it. Mm-hmm. And by complete accident, I became the world's number one defensive player. That's, again, something that no one in, ever in the history of Base Layer can ever say something that cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, is that, of- what does that mean, though, for people who don't understand that? How many players are there? Um, well, at the time when I was actually competing, I mean, now there aren't as many because there's been quite a lot of player attrition. But at the time, um, honestly, I think it was like thousands, uh, if not tens of thousands of uh, gamers were actually on that platform. Wow. Um, I don't have the exact number off the, the top of my head, to be honest with you. But mm-hmm. I do know that they were generating like, I think it was something insane, like over $300 million in revenue within like the first six months or first year or something wow. along those lines. Um, and this was just an in-app purchases. So, you know, I imagine um, the actual player base was quite high during that time. That's um, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a little bit crazy uh, back then. And, um, you know, it was from, from 2017 to 2019. That was when I was most active. I was known as, um, so in that particular game, um, defense is more or less considered something called trapping. Um, and the reason why it's called trap is because um, it looks like your account is a lot smaller and weaker than it really is. Mm-hmm. So somebody much more powerful who thinks that they're big and strong can will try to account will, will try to attack what looks like a small account mm-hmm. and just more or less get completely wrecked. And so I specialized in that, and um, you know even ended up like going on to write like the uh, more or less the official like defense guides for wow. game. Um, and uh, also like contributed to marketing, building the community. So I was very heavily invested in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and my friends and I, we were spending like tens of thousands of dollars a month competing for these in these games. I mean, mm-hmm. in, the, in this tournament, like right in these tournaments in the game. Um, and a lot of these events that were happening were like twenty-four hour events. That where you pretty much it's like a control point event where like your goal is to hold a single like point on the map mm-hmm. for as long as possible. And whichever team can hold that point the longest wins. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I, I led a few teams that, um, you know, competed in that. And like it got to the point of where, you know, a lot of the, the tournaments that we were like competing in and events we were competing in, such as like like one was called Realm versus Realm, where essentially your server, I suppose you could say that you're in competes with like another server. Mm-hmm. So, and so you're like, you're like fighting with like all these, uh, these other gamers from all around the world. 
And your whole your whole goal is just to hold the control point in their world as well mm-hmm. as the one of your own. And like all you have to show for it at the end of the day is just some crappy little in-game item that had no real world value. And all the while you're spending thousands of dollars just so you can like remain at the top of the game and continue to compete. There and it is. It got to the yeah. point of where it made no sense, where I was like, wait, why are we spending so much money and so much time? competing for things that have no real world value Mm -hmm. where all the value that is created in this economy is unidirectional and going from the gamer to the publisher and nothing back. And, you know, one of the issues is that, you know, especially in the game that we were competing in is that that particular game did not have real tournaments in the sense that like perhaps call of duty um, may have a tournament, right? Like there's leagues, you can actually compete for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. The publisher did nothing to support that, which meant that my friends and I were not, we weren't getting like real money value for the time we spent mastering the game, understanding the game mechanics and dominating the game. It just made no sense. And so it got to a point, this was March of 2019. The publisher had actually done something absolutely ridiculous where they deprecated um, virtually all of the items that we had previously like purchased and uh, won and that made our accounts more or less useless. And I was like, okay, this is really stupid now. And so I, I, I asked my friends who at the time were like some of the top um, attackers in the game. Mm-hmm. And in the game. I was like, hey guys, do you want to compete in a real tournament? Like for real money? And of course, you know, that particular group, they were like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You organize it. Because, you know, I, I I kind of like, I mean, at the time I was more or less like the head of the community, um, it was pretty recognizable. Mm-hmm. And so people, I suppose, trusted me to organize this, uh, this tournament. So I went and I looked for an app that would allow me to organize a mobile tournament on my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, went, I, had, I had an iPhone, still have one, and um, went on to the app store typed in something like a mobile tournament and I found out that no such app existed. So there is no app in the world that can allow you to quickly organize a mobile tournament with fast payouts. It simply doesn't exist. Now there are platforms such as skills where you can participate in a tournament, but it doesn't allow you to organize a tournament. And moreover, the games that are on skills are games like solitaire or other indie games. They're not exactly the sort of games that millennials and Gen Z want to play. That's right. I tend to call millennial Gen Z games, quote unquote, sexy games. We want to play sexy games, right? Like, <laughs> like you know, Call of Duty Mobile, that's sexy. You know, PUBG, that's sexy. But like, honestly, why would we want to play solitaire? That's not exactly, that's, that's not very high on the sexy scale, right? Right. <laughs> so, and on top of that... Um, when I did a little bit more research, I found out that like skills, it takes like four to six weeks for a payout. And in order to get the payout, you have to have like one, a minimum of a hundred dollars. And I was just like, okay, this, this really makes no sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, because like this, this app doesn't support any of the game. It, well, it doesn't support Final Fantasy. I can't create a tournament. And, you know, the games that are on here also are not the games I want to play. So I realized, well, if the app that I want does not exist, I suppose I'll just have to create it. And that is how Ignite Tournaments accidentally came about. That is an excellent story, an excellent back story behind all of that. And as I'm sure many entrepreneurs who have had fantastic successes can attest that 
a lot of the time, these things actually aren't meant to happen. They just happen by accident, if you will. Or if you don't believe in accident, you believe that there is some sort of a, you know, kind of power above us. You know, if you've obviously watched Loki, you see the time warriors, whatever they're called, everyone, there's arcs of time and arcs of events. Maybe that's happening here too. And obviously it all happened for the right reasons with with Ignite and everything they're doing there. So again, you kind of delved into the problem. You delved into that there was nothing there. So let's talk about what you have been building there. So Ignite Tournaments provides mobile gamers um, the ability to go onto a platform and engage and enable live competitions in in their applications in the games that they like. Mm -hmm. Now, you alluded to some of the problems with some of the legacy players. Now, Skills, for those that are listening, and obviously the institutional investors that listen to this, Skills is a publicly traded company with about a $4.5 billion market cap. So it's not a small kind of mom and pop kind of thing. This is something that is out there for a number of years. Um, and as Crystal alluded to, though, they only focus on solitaire and a few other of the quote unquote, using Crystal's language, non-sexy games. Um, for those that play solitaire, we apologize for the deprecation there. Um, so, you know, let's talk to us, you know, talk to everyone about, so you've built this platform. What does the platform do? So if I come into Ignite Tournaments, um and obviously we have been able to see what the kind of under the hood is but for those that are listening if you could talk to them so the family offices that listen to this show the institutional investors that listen to this show they know that esports has been massively successful they know and they have backed some of the largest you know teams in the world in either call of duty or pvg and some of the others out there so they should have a pretty good understanding of games that are happening out there right now. But to your point, for the non-professional gamers out there, and we know some of the statistics out there, there's about 3 billion gamers around the world. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think there's roughly about 12,000, give or take, professional gamers right now. So you have a few billion that are not. So if you are a non-professional gamer out there and you want to effectively get together with five or 10 of your friends and do something like this, walk them through the process. What is it going to be look like? What's going to look like? And to your point about the delayment or the delayed payments on skills of four to six weeks, talk to us about the enablement of blockchain here and how that actually speeds up the process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Before I jump into how things actually work on Ignite, perhaps it might make sense to explain what Ignite even is. Sure. So Ignite Tournaments is the world's first play-to-earn esports tournament organization and streaming app for mobile games with payouts in crypto and NFTs. We are the world's world's first play-to-earn tournament infrastructure provider for mobile games. Um, So what we essentially do is we provide tournament tournament functionality and play-to-earn functionality specifically for pre-existing games that do not have tournament um, architecture. And this is both true for play-to-earn games that currently exist, as well as any pre-existing skill-based mobile game. So in a nutshell, we can turn any pre-existing traditional mobile game into a play-to-earn game. And with existing play-to-earn games, we act as a second value layer that sits above the native play-to-earn game. And this allows gamers to play-to-earn in two ecosystems simultaneously. We're a fully game agnostic platform, which means that, you know, we will work with any game. We don't have any preferences for the kind of games 
that are on our platform, other than the fact that they must be skill-based mobile games that are not pornographic. Um, and as long as they meet the criteria of being a skill-based mobile game, um, we will add it to our game library. And from there, uh, pretty much anybody, whether you are a gamer, a guild, a professional tournament organizer, or a game publisher, anyone in the world can create a tournament and it's completely permissionless. So what that means is that um, essentially you come, what you do is you download the Ignite Tournaments app onto your phone. And this application can be downloaded onto either iPhone or Android. We support both. And once you actually have this um, iPhone, this application on your phone, you just go through our very simple registration process. And as soon as you go through this process, you are then taken to a screen that shows all of the games that are currently going on, games that are happening this week, this month. And you can also like browse through, like you can select like a very specific game, such as like League of Legends Wild Rift and see all of the tournaments that are scheduled for that specific game. Um, once you actually find a game that you want to compete in, and let's say it's just, uh, let's say it's Final Fantasy XV and New Empire. Um, so what you would do is you just, you find it on our, um, within the actual calendar, you just click join and you're taken to a screen where you can essentially see all the details about the tournament, such as like the rules, how many brackets there are, and as well as um, what the entry fee is. So the way that Ignite works, um, the way our play to earn works is that, is the idea that while you are competing in a tournament, you can essentially earn more of our token. So um, the reason why we chose to go with blockchain over just regular fiat is because of the fact that fiat currency, especially tournaments today in esports, is, well, there's a number of issues. Number one, um, prize pools that are denoted in the US dollar are not equitable. What this means is that if you are a gamer from a developing nation, such as any of like, you know, like, for example, I competed with a number of really, really talented um, gamers out of Nigeria, right? Um, and also in Vietnam, Indonesia, if you're from a developing nation where your currency uh, is going to take a massive hit when you go from USD into that currency, you're, you stand to lose even up to like as high as 20% of the initial price pool, which is kind of insane. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine if it's like a $10,000 price pool, you, you like just to convert from US dollar and to get it from, you know, the, the price, the original price pool into your bank account to lose 20% of that in the process. And also to have it take like a week because mm -hmm. you know, legacy um, or traditional banking, I suppose you could say, just simply doesn't support the sort of speeds that blockchain supports. Like that's just, that's on, honestly, it's insane. Mm -hmm. And so like having competed with like so many guild members who were also from developing nations, I recognized that we needed to have a blockchain solution for this. And not only that, when it comes to the transparency of legacy payouts, there's always a really big problem with this. A lot of times, you actually, if you actually do some research on this, a lot of times gamers will be like, well, I just won this tournament, but I still haven't gotten paid. When, when, am, I, when am I going to get paid? Uh -huh. And like sometimes the organizer is like, well, I paid you. And then the, the gamer like doesn't ever see that money. There's no transparency because there's no audit trail. Uh -huh. Blockchain fixes that because of the fact that, um, you know, there's a public ledger. So everything is auditable. It's fully transparent. It's immutable. It's fully trustless. You know, uh -huh. you can see it all right there without any question of, as to whether or not a payment has been issued. 
And so, and then of course the speed of at which blockchain moves is so much faster. Like right now, for example, Ignite, we have like team members all around the world. Um, a couple of our team members are in Morocco. And um, Morocco, unfortunately, has a ban on cryptocurrency, so I can't just pay them in like a stable coin such as USDC. And I can tell you that I tried to pay them this month, November 2nd. Today, it's November, uh, sorry, not November, December 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, today, it's December 9th. And they still, not only have they still not received the funds, but because there's some sort of, quote, security check that is happening due to like, you know, the legacy bank KYC situation, like those funds have not even been released. So I can't even pay the people on my team because of the fact that blockchain, like tech, crypto is blocked in that particular country. Uh-huh. So to imagine like, you know, this sort of situation also would be happening, you know, and when it comes to payouts to like within um, esports price pools, like right now as a whole, like, like honestly, blockchain solves for these type of issues. Now, for the people in um, on our team who are able to accept crypto, I mean, they receive their payments, you know, usually within minutes of me sending it. And so right. that's kind of like the beauty of it. So to that end, you know, we recognize that in order to create a much more fair um, way of competition and also to ensure transparency um, and also to ensure that payments will get to our um, actual gamers much faster, we decided to implement blockchain. And also, because we're able to use blockchain, we are able to actually enable play to earn, which is the idea that as gamers are competing or playing a game, or in our case, a tournament, they are able to earn um, more of our token, which essentially is like a real world money, like real world value thing, like it has actual monetary value, right? Um, and so the way that Ignite's play to earn works is like this. So, you know, like I mentioned before, um, after you go through registration, you find the game you want to play. Now you see what the entry fee is. And the entry fee is actually Tenka, which is our token. And Tenka actually means um, Ignite in Japanese. Uh-huh. That's why we chose that token name. Um, we couldn't go with the, the word Ignite uh, as a token name because there are pre-existing uh, shit coins. Uh, <laughs> that used the word Ignite and we did not want to be right. associated with that. So right. Altenka is our platform utility and governance token. And it is also the means by which our play to earn logic works. And so the way it works is that when users um, essentially pay for their entry fee in Tenka, what happens is it's staked on chain in a price pool that is generated specifically for that tournament. Uh-huh. And for the entire duration of the tournament, um, from the moment that you register and you stake your token on chain all the way until the very conclusion when the payouts are issued, you're farming for more Tenka. And you're also competing for a one of a kind unique NFT, which is generated on chain for every single tournament. Uh-huh. And so what this means is that every single tournament has its own NFT and every single tournament allows or rather enables users to have to like have like mini yield farming pools where essentially you can earn yield just for competing in the tournaments. And so that's how Ignite's play to earn logic works. So once you actually register and you go through the process, now you're farming for tokens um, and you just wait until the actual competition time, um, like when it's actually time to compete right. and they're competing. 
And I want people just to realize too, because there are those who are listening right now that have obviously gotten familiar with Bitcoin, with Ethereum, some other different cases for wallets. And so in the build out with Ignite, there is a way for those that are non-crypto native. And yes, there are those people out there who are listening that are not there yet. But if they wanted to participate, for instance, or if there are gamers out there who do not currently own Ethereum or other digital assets or a stable coin, for instance, there is ways for them to get into this and be able to use legacy payments to get into this, correct? Yes. In fact, we actually built Ignite specifically with those gamers in mind. And the idea is that you can purchase Tanka with one click of a button simply by adding your credit card. So we actually have a fiat on-ramp. Um, which will be pretty much through a third-party provider, like a partner. Mm-hmm. And uh, this will allow you to just add a credit card. And it's just as simple as like once you add the credit card, if you don't have Tanka, you just press the button. Like there's an actual button on on the actual application. Yep. And uh, a little screen will pop up that will ask you if you want to purchase, you know, X, let's just say five, five Tanka for, we'll just say if it's one on one, five dollars. Yes or no? Do you want to do this transaction? You press yes, and you know the transaction goes through, and that's the way that uh, that works. And now you have Tenka. And for gamers who are who don't understand crypto, the one thing that all gamers, no matter what like what game you're playing, the one thing that we all understand is that um, every single game has in-game currency. That's and right. in order to do anything in a game, you have to use the in-game currency to progress. Yep. In our case you use our actual cryptocurrency to participate in an an actual tournament. And this will allow you to not only generate more of that currency, but you'll also be able to, at the end of the tournament, if you wanted to, you could cash out into your actual, like, like, let's just say US dollars, you can cash out into US dollars, and then that would go back into your bank account, essentially. And it's all directly in our application. It doesn't require any sort of like external wallet, such as like MetaMask mm-hmm. or any sort of external exchange. Like essentially what we're doing is we're partnering um, with like decentralized exchanges to provide liquidity for um, in-app token swaps. And then, you know, we'll be pro- also partnering with, um, you know, other third-party providers that can provide fiat on-ramp and off-ramp solutions, right. um, which will therefore enable our gamers to be able to, you know, enter and exit uh, enter into and exit out of um, our application um, if they so choose. But there are benefits to actually holding Tenka because of the fact that, like, you know, one of the things that we have besides um, this mobile application that can enable um, play to earn tournaments uh, is a DeFi, um, which is essentially a decentralized finance, um, a DeFi like mining protocol. Like, we essentially have a program that can allow you to stake or lock up your Tenka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in return, you earn yield. So it's sort of like imagine a bank account, like a savings account. But instead of like it being an American savings account where you earn maybe 0.9% if you're lucky, <laughs> instead you're earning like 195% APY, right. something like that. Not too shabby. So I want to stop there because, again, we want people to get just enough where they're like, wow, I got to learn more about that. And I got to hit up Crystal and I got to look at Ignite's tournament and I got to look at their website. So what I want you to do, if you could, Crystal, where can people learn more about Ignite tournaments? Where can they start to take a look at what's happening here? And very quickly, just give people an idea of kind of like the roadmap 
Um, what can they expect over the next few months here in terms of being able to play, in terms of being able to participate? So where can they go to learn more and then kind of roadmap? And then we want people just to go and search it all. Yeah, so um, the website uh, would probably be the easiest source to get some basic information. And that is ignitetournaments.com. And uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, we are Ignite Your Games. Um, and, you know, we have other social media platforms as well, but they're all linked on the website. Uh -huh. um, in terms of the roadmap, uh, right now we are gearing up for our closed alpha test with up to a thousand early community members. And this alpha test will happen by the end of this month. Um, you know, probably we're kind of like aiming for before Christmas, but it will definitely happen before the end of the year. And uh, the closed alpha uh, is pretty much like gamers will be able to test uh, the end-to-end -to -end tournament process um, on Ignite and compete using uh, test tokens. Um, right now, we have already deployed our contracts um, onto our smart contracts onto um, Moonbase Alpha, which mm -hmm. is Moon River's uh, testnet. So, oh, just 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 so you guys are aware, um, um, we are building on within the Moonbeam Moon River ecosystem. So we are what's called EVM compatible, and this allows us to deploy onto other chains as well in the future, such as like if we wanted to Polygon, Avalanche, um, and even like potentially Solana through the Neon Bridge. That's right. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of like potential in terms of like how we deploy, but our uh, where we are launching is the Moonbeam ecosystem, and that's within the larger Polkadot ecosystem. Um, and in terms of the actual token generation event, when the token actually launches, um, it will be by the end of January. So that's next month. So it's coming up quite soon. And as soon as that happens, everybody that is competing within the actual alpha test will begin, will be able to, um, essentially we're going to be airdropping the our tokens and they'll be competing with live tokens after that. And it won't just be on the testnet anymore. Um, our beta test, which is going to be a public beta will actually launch by around Q2 or so of, uh -huh. uh, this, of next year. And it will be in the Philippines. So our goal is to capture the uh, Southeast Asian market first, uh, Philippines in particular, and then um, move on to the rest of Asia and then eventually roll out to the rest of the world with the um, official product launch, um, worldwide global launch happening in the second half of next year. That's awesome. Crystal Yang, powerhouse. I'm so happy that we're supporting you and building this out. Uh, everyone will make sure that we link to Ignite Tournament's website and so you all can check it out. If you are a gamer and you're listening to the show, first and foremost, thank you because we love you. And second of all, obviously, hopefully you get a chance to take a look at this and play. And uh, we will have Crystal on again in a few months to catch up and see how everything's going there. Again, Crystal Yang, CEO and co-founder of Ignite. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me and also for all of the support you have provided to my tournaments. Thanks for listening in to Baselayer. If you like the show and all the different guests that we've brought on, please give a like and subscribe on Apple or Spotify or wherever you do listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to have a conversation or reach out to me, you can reach me out on Twitter at David J. Nage. And let's talk there. Or also you can find me on LinkedIn. And I look forward to having great conversations with you all about digital assets.